Welcome to the Whiskey Show. This is our inaugural episode. I am Ryan Bayless. I'm here with a very special person. Alec Bayless. We have the same last name. Uh, it's ironic that we met and uh, we, we were both at a grocery store. Yep. And I was just looking for some chips and salsa. And uh, I, I had I was holding a can of salsa. The last salsa at the grocery store. Would you believe it? And we just uh, and he said, "Can I be the chip to your dip?" And I was like. What's your I had last the name? last bag of chips. That's yeah. the thing. that is the because I was going there and you were coming yeah. here and you said you shook it. He shook it and smiled and said, "I got the last one." And so uh, we met. We uh, ended up hanging out. Yep. Uh, eating chips and salsa. Yeah, all day and uh, just a ton of just, uh, chips and salsa. And uh, at the end of the day, I was like, "Well, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Ryan Bayless." And I said, I, "I'm." I shook his hand. I actually, to be honest, I used my the wrong hand. I do that sometimes. Very embarrassing. Uh, extremely embarrassing. But it was okay because it was outshined by the fact that I had the same last name. He paused. So I was like, Ryan Bayless. And he was like, Alec Bayless. Yeah. And we realized we're brothers. We're the Bayless brothers. We're the Bayless brothers. So. And uh, we love whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our whole family loves whiskey. They do. Uh, but most importantly, our dad. And... For many, many years, we didn't know how to talk to our dad because he's just like a quiet guy. Yeah. And that included uh, the difficulty of getting him a gift for Christmas or his birthday or for Father's Day. Yeah. Or really any holiday at all. And for many years, as a lot of people gift their fathers, he got uh, Lowe's gift cards and Home (laughs) Depot gift cards because... Uh, some dads fix stuff in the home. Our dad fixes stuff. And likes and, tools. Uh, but he suddenly, kind of what felt like out of nowhere, started working uh, down in Kentucky. He lives in Michigan. Uh, but he started doing these jobs down in Kentucky mm-hmm. for his work, and he started drinking whiskey. And like our dad didn't drink our whole life. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, this guy's talking about like delicious bourbons and has like an opinion about it. Yeah, and I remember at the time we... We were both uh, people who enjoyed an old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I kept a bottle of Maker's Mark around the house. And would sure. and sometimes and if it was or Woodford. Yeah, if it was a, a nicer bottle, you'd have Woodford. Yeah. And uh, so we were like, okay, yeah, I vibe with that. I'm I'm connecting. And we had started learning about whiskey too. We're filmmakers, and we were working on a film down in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone had gifted us like some really nice bourbon. So we started just sort of accidentally drinking nice yeah. nice whiskey. Yeah, we were sort of just, uh, I mean, in Kentucky, you're probably, uh, as far as you can throw a baseball, that close to, to whiskey. So yeah. uh, I don't think that's a saying, but it no, could no, be now. No, as far as you throw a baseball. Stars, okay, so as far as you can throw a baseball, like me on average. Not, not a rad- good thrower. Not, not a great thrower, not a bad thrower. <laughs> that radius, that's how far, that's the saying. That's how far... You're close to whiskey when you're in Kentucky, and so naturally we were. And the filmmaker who was from Kentucky uh, had some at the house we were staying at, so we drank it. We all kind of fell in love with whiskey at the same time. Devin, our middle brother, professional drinker. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He he was, he was of a fireball fella. He was he tagged right in. Yeah, he was like, okay, we're gonna be drinking better stuff. We're gonna be learning some stuff about whiskey. Let's do it. So as a family, we all fell in love with whiskey, bourbon first. Uh, and now Alec and I sort of leaning towards rye uh, as New Yorkers, East Coasters. 
uh, where rye has originated. And uh, that's kind of brings me to today's whiskey. Uh, it's a New York rye, hmm. straight rye, uh, at I think what is my favorite distillery perhaps in the country. In the world? In the, I haven't been to every distillery in the world, so I can't say for sure, but this is one of my absolute favorite places. Uh, and it happens to be in the Hudson Valley in New York State. Ooh, yes, Copper Sea. God, it so, smells I know, so just pour good. me some so I can drink a little before I start getting too crazy about all this. Thank you. Oops. Oops. Um, yeah, what, what are, so, Copper Sea. Copper Sea, right out of the gate. I just wanna, I'm gonna nose it real quick. Tell you a little bit about it and then let's get into the bottle. Get nose deep in that glass. I'm getting so nose deep in this thing. In that what? The glass. The glass. <laughs> <laughs> nose deep in the, that glass. Uh, <laughs> all right. Mm, you know? Mm. You age, but do you really do get you older? Age. <laughs> we are not like a fun whiskey. Mm, okay. That I just started drinking it before I even yeah, talked about your nose. I was like, hey, hold on, five minutes. I, I got like straight caramel sauce mm. on the nose and like uh I smell a field. Well like it, a, like in a this green one it's more open field. At the top of the bottle it kinda you know, it's almost like a Glen Karen. It like yeah. it narrows that and I can smell more. Yeah. yeah. But this, yeah, when you mm. get a lot of like that grass the rice smells like a rye field. And the taste is incredible. Uh out of the gate. I mean it's just like a sweet sultry lustful rye just got, a, just a, mm. and with that tingle yeah yeah i would let it spank me yeah oh absolutely 100 percent. i mean there's me. yeah uh, to be fair that's a pretty uh wide group but yeah. <laughs> it's definitely at the top so top of the copper C is a uh smaller operation it's a farm uh based in new paltz new york uh just uh on the other side of the river from poughkeepsie uh, sort of in that mid Hudson Valley, probably about an hour and a half outside of New York City. It's a it's just like essentially a barn, a few uh, barns, a right? A few barns yeah. at this point. It's a farm. It's a working farm. Uh, and and the distiller it, lives on the property. The distiller lives on the property. A fellow named Christopher Breyer, mm-hmm. uh, and who happens to be a uh, I don't know what you call it, an elder boxer. He's not an elderly man, but he's like a like a. He, a, he boxes. He boxes, but in like the middle age. Well, yeah, I think tournaments. Uh, yeah, because you know boxing's a young man's game. He's not uh, by any means a super young guy. I, if you saw him, you'd be like, "That's a young guy." Yeah, but he's not like a young. Yeah, he's not a. He's not know, a young boxer. He's not like yeah. a young up and coming boxer. He's a dad who boxes. Yeah, I mean, he would be thinking about retirement if he was boxing. You think so? Well, yeah, well, I'm just good. thinking maybe about thinking about going for that championship. Uh, well, I'm just thinking about some of the the boxers, um, Mayweather, for example. He, I think yeah. he's almost he's forty something, so okay. he's retired. So I think Chris, you know, he's anywhere between thirty and uh, one thousand years old. Yeah, that's the thing about Copper Sea. They use what people call heritage methods, which is like uh, an old school of way making, old school way of making whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses a like a legitimate fire, yeah, true fire, true copper fire, pot. copper pot. Uh, there's like fire under it. What yeah. is it called? Say that again. There's, it's, uh, you know, the wild fermentation. Yeah. Will open into a, it's in a barn with open doors on either side. So you, you can get, see the bubbling fermentation happening. Uh, and then you can see the fire under this big copper pot. Uh, and since we last spoke to him, he was planning on an upgrade. Actually, he was going to have maybe the largest fire copper pot 
in yeah, the yeah. country or the world or something. Yeah. Um, but he's part of a, a group of folks who founded uh, this sort of whiskey, rye whiskey style that's uh, exclusive to New York called uh, Empire Rye. Uh, it started off with a group of six uh, folks who, who made this thing called Empire Rye, which is based on using all New York grains. Yeah, and uh, you can tell if it's on a bottle because it'll have this little symbol here on the on the side. It's their their logo. And I wanted to start the whiskey show. I wanted our inaugural episode to really focus on Copper Sea because they're truly like an independent craft uh, whiskey maker, making maybe some of the best whiskey in the world. Uh, mostly led by Christopher Breyer, who, like, in a film term, he's like an auteur. He's like a, he's got this, like, vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, his vision is not chasing money. That's for damn sure. No. Uh, but it's chasing quality and craft personship. Uh, and it's very reflective. This is, not only is this a delicious rye whiskey, but it is uh, deeply unique. I want to take a bath in it. Oh my god, I would bathe in this stuff, no problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got a, I got a That's question be good for, you. for you. Yeah. What What are a few things you'd bathe in? Uh, you know, I wouldn't do milk. That, oh, that, fuck no. That would make my I I don't like that. Yeah. See, I also want whiskey. Yeah, I'd bathe, I'd bathe in. I, I'm talking about legitimately. What would you bathe in? Oh well, I don't. Because I don't. I'm freaked out. So like, if I if if I take a bath. Yeah. I really water. clean the tub. Water. Yeah, water for sure, but I don't like the little floating things in there. Well, like it's floating in your tub. Yeah. <laughs> stuff that comes off I don't your, like those your uh, body. tumbleweeds of hair that are floating <laughs> the in The things the that come off of my body. No, you know, I like a nice clean bath. Mm-hmm. I could never bathe in a dirty bath. No, of course not. Um, but I would bathe, like other things I would bathe. I think it has to be see through, sort of. So, whiskey, I would legitimately sit in. I bet you, you'd probably die. Bath. Why? You'd probably get alcohol poisoning. Drunk? You think you could get drunk? It would go because it would get in your butt for sure. Which you know, people who butt chug, it's very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know what butt chugging is, but you take well, a shot or, through your batol. Don't do that. Don't do it. Not recommended. I think it's it's called boofing. <laughs> what it's really? I'm pretty sure that's something else. It that's, may be. A, that might, yeah. I, let, you know what? Just don't put alcohol up your butt. It is not recommended. No. Uh, but you would. Be, I would assume that some of it would enter you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you would be your enter, skin. Whiskey would enter you. For yeah. Sure. You'd, you'd probably get drunk if you sat in a ba- if you bathed in whiskey. Yeah. Don't do that. I no. Guess. Not recommended. We're not recommending it. God no. No. Um, I, I also think at this point of the show. Uh, something I need to say uh, that our lawyers recommended mm-hmm. is that we're not. This is not a factual journalistic program. This is a this is a talk show. This is an op-ed. Uh, these are our <laughs> an op-ed. Yeah, yeah. This is our opinions. Uh, so we uh, encourage people to disagree with us, uh, but um, or to to you know or to agree with us. or to that's, agree with us. That's, that's always better. Fun. That's yeah. way better. But. Uh, it, you know, we're not we're not trying to give you exact information on things. So uh, if you find yourself being like, I don't know about that, that's good. Do your own research. research. Yes. Right? Yeah. Disclaimer. Quick disclaimer. All right. What do you get out of this when you're sipping this? Um, I get that that gra- that grassy. It's hard. It's I see like a r- rye grass yeah. covered in caramel. Yeah. It's where it's yeah. sauce, not like a hard caramel. The grassiness is so interesting because it, I feel like it tastes like the farm, like the mm. Copper Sea farm smells. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it does. Yeah. I mean, they're making rye whiskey a lot. I can so. see Christopher Breyer on his big tractor just yeah. carrying shit from one end yeah. to the other. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, mm. I get brown sugar for sure. Uh, I get that. It's like a grassy brown sugar. I get a little bit of that caramel, but I, I pick up caramel, but not that often. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's got bite like rye does, but you know, oftentimes when you're drinking, uh, something that's like a bourbon with rye in the mash bill, you get, they call it like that spice, right? Like you a high rye. Spice, a high rye bourbon would be like, Ooh, it's a little spicy. This yeah. is certainly spicy, but not in that way. No, I mean, it's there, softer. There's a tingle, but I think what happens when you drink, uh, well, for instance, a lot of, if Kentucky, you drink, you get a tingle. Yeah. I get a but, little tingle. But a lot of a lot of Kentucky-based rye whiskeys just hit that threshold of 51%, mm-hmm. which makes sense because uh it's a smaller category than bourbon, so yeah. they want to, you know, transition people into rye whiskey yeah. s- s- more smoothly. Yeah. But if you're drinking uh Empire rye. Empire rye or Anything in that range, which Empire Rye has to be at least 75% rye, rye grain in the mash bill. Mm-hmm. And so it changes the rye notes entirely. So I think you're, you, it's way grassier, a lot less spicy. Yeah. I don't know if that spiciness, I'm curious to talk to a distiller about this maybe. Maybe we can ask Chris. If that spiciness comes from the interaction with the higher corn percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's... In this form, it's just like it's just totally different. Like yeah. any notes you have about rye whiskey, I feel like are completely different when you're working in the, the higher percentages. Yeah. Um, and we're so, also talking about like a New York rye like this is farmed down the street, right? They're getting their grains literally probably walking distance from yeah. uh, most of the time from where they're distilling. So it's like I just happen to I just feel like it's like fresher in a way. It's yeah. so like maybe something about that freshness is what adds a soft, yeah, maybe herb- characteristic, herbaceous or something. Yeah. Uh, something else that's interesting with rye uh, is that it doesn't need to really be aged as long as bourbon to be good. Like, mm-hmm. yes, an eight-year rye is going to be really enjoyable, but also you might, and not you might, you will find some really great two-year rye. Well, I think yeah, it comes back down. That's 100% right, and that is different than bourbon. Like, you're going to get better bourbon four years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does come down to the mash bill, the crafts person, yeah. the, the, dis- the, you know, the distiller making it yeah. and that, that product that comes off the still, yeah. like yeah, that has to be good before you start aging it. Yeah. Cause that is, those are the things you can really control. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and if you do those things properly and correct and, and then, you know, then, then yeah, two year ride could be incredible. When, uh, uh what was your first time going to Copper Sea? My first time going to Copper Sea was um, with you, mom, dad, and Sam. Yeah. And it was late at night. It wasn't late at night. I remember now. Yeah. It felt like late at night, but it was oh, like 5.30 because it was in the winter. It was. It was 5 o'clock, but it was like pitch was black out. And cold. And very cold. We didn't even know if they were open because you're literally pulling into like a dark Yeah, farm. yeah. But they were. They were it's, like you, it's like you shouldn't be in there, but you open the door and then it's like... You know this nice soft yellow light, and yeah. um, I, I forget the woman's name, but she was there. Yeah, um, and she's like, "Hi," and then like, I oh. actually wasn't feeling. I think I was driving, so I wasn't. I didn't drink anything. Mm. Um, the the thing is though, I had been introduced to Copper Sea before that. Yeah, 
at uh when we filmed at copper or when we filmed at the 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 um that that meeting they had for the empire eye association we made a documentary called fire water and grain the story of empire eye uh and we went to a like one of their first meetings yeah. Uh, when they were sort of introducing each other to the, the like sort of like, hey, I know we had this experiment we talked about four years ago, six years ago. Here's what we got. Yeah. Post COVID. Uh, Post COVID. We thing. went to a meeting. You tried some copper seed there. And I have in full transparency. I hated it. I was really. Like, yeah. In that you, moment, you hated in, it. In that moment, I hated it. It was their it was their uh, single barrel Empire Rye. Yeah. I believe that was our first actual shoot day on the film. Yeah. yeah. And. Uh, going into the movie, I didn't like rye whiskey as, yeah. as a rule of thumb for my life, yeah. which you shouldn't close yourself off to things like that as <laughs> stubbornly as I was. But I mean, through experience, through drinking more of it, through the experiences at the distilleries we had, I came to love it. So yeah. like, yeah, I could drink rye whiskey all night. I don't stick to it, but like rye whiskey in a Manhattan rye whiskey in an old fashioned is my preferred sure uh, whiskey style that goes in those. Now I experiment and have fun with it, and you know whatever's available is always yeah. good too. But um, Christopher yeah. Breyer said something that I think we should note, which is, and he is like the gauntlet down the gauntlet. Yeah, uh, he said if you've not had a Manhattan made with rye with like uh, with a seventy five percent and up percentage Correct. rye if you haven't had a manhattan like that you've not had a manhattan yeah i agree with him because i think that's the intention of the manhattan you can have a yeah. version a variation of the manhattan yeah but that's the intention of that cocktail well that was the first iteration of it in history so you might yeah. as well have it have it however you want right that's the yeah the burger king yeah. have it your way <laughs> but it but it's why not have it how it was first initially yeah. intended to be yeah. And then and then go, you know, it's fun to I love cocktails. I I really do. And so it's like it's fun that experimentation is. Yeah, you should totally play around. I mean, that's the whole part of like that's what we learned about whiskey is that we never took it that seriously in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, we took it seriously, like we liked to drink it and we cared about what we were learning. But it's like a lot in, in many ways in like food and drink, it's sort of like this serious, snooty to some extent. Even like Kentucky's got this like established feeling and aesthetic uh mm -hmm. and i think we've just sort of tried to go against the grain no pun intended a little bit and just like have fun with it because yeah. it's like legitimately in in addition to being poetic and uh intelligently crafted it's just fun it's like what brings life out of you yeah i think uh, when you're thinking about like uh you know internet culture or uh, anyone who's got their nose up in the air about whiskey, that it's way more fun to have fun with it. Yeah. That just <laughs> reminded me of something. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that was it. That was just like, have like, it's, we've got, we've ebbed and flowed of like, especially as you first learn about it. It's so exciting. It's easy to get too passionate yeah. about it yeah. and be like, no, this is right. And this is wrong. Yeah. This is yeah. how you drink it. This is how yeah. it, you buy it. This brand is best. This brand's not. It's like, you like what you like and you drink it how you drink it. It's yeah. most more important than any piece of information about this whiskey is the people you drink it with and the experiences you have. 100%. And that absolutely uh, plays into how you will remember it. And like mm -hmm. what it tastes like is the, it tastes like the experience you had drinking it. And, and that's potentially 
why we love copper sea. I actually have a really important question for yeah. you really yeah, quickly before that next point. Yeah. How, for me, local whiskey scared me and I had bad experiences for a long time. Well, craft whiskey wasn't that good for a while. Well, that's what I'm like from making this movie and yeah. the year the took, you know, from and from before that, like being introduced to craft whiskey in general to now, how has it local whiskey in your mind, the, your perception changed? Well, first of all, I almost always chase craft whiskey now. So, like, I was at a bar the other night. It's, like, a local place called the Governor's Tavern. It's the kind of perfect name yeah. for a local spot uh, here in the Hudson Valley. And uh, I had I, I wanted a whiskey on the rocks, bourbon on the rocks. And I asked what they had, and they gave me this sort of your, your basic selection that you'd find at a local place like you'd expect. Um, and then they had Hill Rock, mm-hmm. uh, which is another – which is actually just a couple miles away from where we where the studio is. Uh, and it's another local, like, farm-based mm-hmm. distillery. Um, and I was like, yeah, duh, yeah, I'll have Hill Rock, of course. I might not have done that necessarily a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I tend to explore. I tend to want, like, local stuff. But, like, you know – the problem is that, like, especially with new whiskey, uh, mm-hmm. even the, the rice, they tend to taste a bit yeasty or bready. And and some people try to, like, flip that and be like, ooh, the breadiness is so mm-hmm. interesting. No, it's not. It's just not ready. Uh, and yeah. and we, I recognize that unless they are white labeling their bourbon and sourcing it from someplace, they got to start with young bourbon and start. They got to start selling as soon as something is palpable. They got to start selling mm-hmm. um, to stay alive. Palatable, yeah. And so craft. Uh, Whiskey for a while, well, a, it was illegal for a long time in lots of places, and there were laws that made it hard to make small farm craft whiskey. Now in New York, Empire Rye is the thing that cracked that all open. Um, but uh, for the most part, like the, it helped saying, make Empire Rye possible right. with some of the laws that people from that group helped enact. Yeah, rye whiskey wasn't illegal. It was just like small no, brands but making, yeah, beginning craft, to... Craft farm distilleries were almost impossible to have because of the costs of licensing and, and that kind of uh, thing. And the uh, inability to sell at on location. Yeah. So you, you have these places that are, you know, just starting out and they, they're working out their thing. But now we're at a place where like the Empire Rise, for example, they're like six years, seven years out. Like mm-hmm. they're making exceptional rye. Uh, and so like, that's going to be my first choice almost always when I go someplace, like I think craft and it's not like I'm trying to be anti-corporate whiskey. You know, I love old Forester, one of the biggest, you know, well, you know, from some, one of the biggest whiskey makers in the world. Um, I love it. It's great. They've got, they've honed it in, but, uh, if I can choose craft, uh, my spirit is more. The Holy Ghost moves me towards <laughs> towards this stuff. Before we uh, go on, hey, I almost poured more of that. You were gonna pour more of that. I knew you were. I want to mm-hmm. try this other Copper Sea offering called Big Angus. Yes. Uh, I want to read this because I think it's actually really important. Uh, this is this is from Copper Sea. It's a much smaller bottle. I think they do an annual release of this. Uh, it's very very limited. This is from 2022 batch number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Big Angus honors Angus McDonald, Copper Sea's founding master distiller. We use 100 percent green malt unkilned sprouting Hudson Valley barley fresh from our malt floor we ferment oh ferment <laughs> we ferment in wood tanks and distill in direct fire copper pot stills this ancient method produces a whiskey as robust 
as Angus himself. Now, Angus has passed away, yes. uh, and he's the one who brought Christopher Breyer to the Hudson Valley. Yep. Thank you, Angus. Wherever it is you are, my friend, um, we're excited to try this green malt whiskey in your honor. And in a lot of ways, when you read about Angus or or see him in an interview, yeah. you see the through line of of Chris's ethos. Yeah. He had dreamt up, from my understanding, he had dreamt up this idea of the farm distillery heritage methods maybe in the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Like it, it was something he knew. Either way, it was like, either way, it was like two people, two kindred spirits mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So it's like... You know, if if he had like sort of thought of it first, you know, early on the concept, Chris yeah. was the perfect person to partner with. And yeah. I don't know, you know, when like if they started together, they they met online. They have a very interesting story, but um, yeah, they they started making whiskey together, and yeah, this is like just one of those far out. This is grassy as grassy gets. Uh, it's like if you chewed on grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a good way, it's like delicious. in a whiskey way. It's, it's so interesting. It's that's the thing about it. And it, the finish on it is yeah. so strange. Yeah, it's really grassy. I don't know how it's explained in, in such a good way, like grassy, like caramely grass. Um, <laughs> what I what I love about Copper Sea, and, and I know we're waxing poetic about them, you know, a lot for this, but um, is that it's just I'm drinking something unexpected, and that's what I want. You know, to to go further with your questions, it, craft to me is just it's like unknown territory. It's like, hey, I know I know what to expect when I drink bourbon. When I'm pouring a rye that's from New York State, yeah, I don't know. Well, they they need to differentiate themselves, but through that differentiation comes the possibility that you make something that fucking sucks. Yeah, and when you drink it and it surprises you, it's unique. And it's delicious. Yeah. It's really easy to get behind. We're not sponsored by anybody. No. But we, we, you initially were the preacher for yeah. Copper Sea, like yeah. person to person. When yeah. something's so good, it just travels between people. Well, um, and then now I'm also, I'm, I'm hitting the streets. Like yeah. this is incredible, incredible whiskey. Yeah. If you can get it, get it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I feel like I kind of want to like end this episode on my first experience. Yeah, let's uh, hear it. Going there. So I was living in New York City at the time, Queens, uh, and had just met my my uh, now partner, my girlfriend. And we decided we were going to go upstate, which is sort of a romantic getaway for, for the weekend. We were going to stay in a little cottage, a little house. And we're driving up and we're going through New Paltz, this hippie little college town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just on a country road. And I see some this like sign and some barrels. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm like, pull, pull over. I think that's a distillery. <laughs> and so then at the time, their tasting room was like in the smallest shack kind right. of barn that they had. And like, and I remember it's kind of amazing. Now I, I probably spend more than this. And by the time the bottles were like, oh, it's $100. I don't think I can do that because uh, who pays $100 for whiskey? Yeah. And now, of course, for Copper Sea, I'd pay double. But uh, not that you should, but I would. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had some of the wildest tasting whiskey of my life in this little tiny tasting room that I believe Christopher Breyer's partner or someone was the bartender for. Uh, and that was it. They, they were just like kind of a seasonal little farm spot. Uh, and it was it just like stuck with me. It's like that little place on a country road in the middle of the Hudson Valley just doing their own weird, wacky whiskey thing. I was like, that is like the most, 
That's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing the experience of it, you know? Mm. And uh, and then the second time, like, I don't know, a year later or whatever, I drove by, it was in the winter, uh, and I pulled up and there was all these chickens everywhere. And Christopher Breyer comes running out. He's like, hey, uh, yeah, can I help you? And I'm like, and everything's closed. I'm like, yeah, I was hoping to try some stuff. He's like, well, we're, we're like closed for the season uh-huh. because they were seasonal. And oh, uh, wow. he's like, but yeah, I think you could buy, I think you could buy it down the street or something. Or he's like, yeah, yeah you have credit card or cash or he's like, couldn't sell me anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. He just didn't have a the system wasn't in place. He was just making great whiskey yeah. and selling it seasonally. Uh, and now the operation has grown to be something really special, has maintained its signature taste. Uh, but uh, I think that they're just going to have nothing but success going forward. Yeah. And it's still being made at that location. Yeah. Um, it's still, you know, talking about small batch. Yeah. I mean, it's still made and yeah. it, it, they can't make large batches of yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, they're going to, they're definitely growing, but yeah. that's, it's exciting and we're, can't wait. I can't wait to see what Copper Sea does in these next couple of years and yeah. continues to grow and will continue to purchase and taste their whiskey. So Empire Rye, New York's, you know, whiskey, uh, rye whiskey style. Uh, we started with Copper Sea. The season's going to be uh, of this show is going to be all about New York whiskeys. Uh, and we're very, very glad you're on the journey with us. Uh, our hope is that you're sitting with a drink watching talking back to the screen uh, or at least running around getting ready to go out and drink some whiskey uh, and uh, maybe you're doing it with someone you love yeah like I am my brother thanks for joining us hey we're the Bayless brothers and this is the whiskey show cheers hey I think we should end with our signature slogan that our great great grandfather's brother great grandfather's brother taught us they used to say it in the old country To drink is to live. Is to live. (laughs)